This the Black Powder Podcast. Kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. Let this moment kick. Black people moving and having some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. Just thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't wanna involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast. Let's get it started. Primer sip the powder is lit. It's time to get on target. Welcome to another episode of the Black Party Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Yasuke Fett. And just a general reminder of your marching orders and why we have created the Black Powder Podcast. The main mission is to change the social view of black society and firearms. How do we do that? Glad you asked. We talk, walk, read, write, and think about it. To find a better solution for a brighter future for the proper protection of black people. Join us through education, practice, and safety as we take down the stigma of black people and guns one discussion at a time. Mm-hmm. You, nobody, nobody plans on getting their ass kicked. Just like nobody plans on having to kick ass. It's just right. you're in the situation. How do you react to it now? That man did not wake up that morning saying, I'm going to get slapped tonight. What am I going to do about it? Nope. Right. Right. Nope. So, and then, uh, the last thing we should, the last thing we as a black society need to remember is that silence is a powerful sentence. And I know there's been a whole push about uh, silence is racism and everything, but when it comes to you as an individual, like let's put it back on Will Smith, for example. And like you said earlier, the man could have been silent. He could have handled it completely different. Or at the very worst case, he could have walked out on his own. Like if the, if the joke was that bad, he could have walked out on his own. Mm-hmm. There's been many situations, I'm pretty sure, maybe in your personal life and in my personal life, to where I could have easily popped off and, you know, started acting like an ignorant fool. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm just quiet. I do what I got to do. I move on. It, it's not that important for me to just to harp on um i've even told my girlfriend in the past because uh and she stopped doing it too but uh whenever we're in the store if we have a problem with the store she used to start complaining in the store and i told her i leaned over and i said if you got a problem we just talk about it when we leave the store because you don't know what to happen you start complaining about stuff in the store all of a sudden uh the right employee hears it and then they start popping off and then they they could potentially get fired because they agree with you and say yeah just don't run shit anyway or you know just anything negative can happen so that's why i'm always of the mindset of if we see something crazy happen in the store we'll just go right back to the car after we get done shopping and we'll talk about it i refuse to talk about it when i'm still on the premises wow okay um a lot of people need to practice that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. I've seen some stuff happen in stores. You'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. I, a lot of people need to practice that because, um, I've, I mean, I've caught myself in that situation before. And I had to really quickly like, oh, I can't, no, chill, you know, don't do it. You know, so 
because it's, it's it really takes some control to be able to especially if it's something that's affecting you directly and if you see somebody else doing something that's one thing but if it's affecting you directly it's easy to get caught up in that yeah yeah real easy you know it you know you as a customer in a store or something like that you know you're paying your money for something for for something and you want to make sure you're getting what you're paying for but at the same time you know you don't have to make a big scene as well yes and that's the main thing because uh handle stuff right I've been caught up in a scene before myself. I, I think I did an episode on that. I was in Kroger in uh, Union City. And it was the most random thing, man. I don't know what it is about Kroger and Union City, but I'm over there. I'm, I was getting my girlfriend a piece of cake. <laughs> okay. I get my girlfriend a piece of cake. Um, I go to the self-checkout, which is located closer to the... Uh, it's on the, the farther side of the front and I'm doing a checkout. All of a sudden I hear a large commotion. Uh, there's a woman yelling and everybody's saying, stop her, stop her. Da, 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 da. You know, that whole thing. Everybody started running to the front. They started running towards the danger. I just, I continue to check out. I pull my phone out. I'm like, yeah, we need the police at the store. Got a situation going on. Beep. Yeah, I don't know what it is exactly, but there's a large commotion. Beep. Uh, just trying to see if we can get some police officers on the way. Beep. This is me on the phone still checking out. <laughs> and I don't know, man. My mentality is like, if it don't really bother me, I'm not going to get too involved in it. Because as I was walking out, the woman was over there acting a fool. I'm walking. I literally walk around her area. And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I walk outside, the police, the police showed up, they had a handcuff. And then this is where we also have to realize that there's rules and laws. Um, I remember uh, hearing the show recently where they were talking about how you had to follow the law and the rules. And the person that was being told this logically uh, came back with emotion and said, we didn't make the rules and the laws. Okay, cool. But you know after years and years of civilizing the untamed land these rules and laws came out for a reason so some of them might be stupid just like some might make sense assaulting a person is never good so you gotta follow that law um but nonetheless you always got those people that try and stand up for the person that that does that breaks the law openly breaks the law this woman was trying to steal something from the kroger the Kroger manager stopped her. She threw a fit, ran out of the store, started tearing up the store. I think she started trying to use a sign as a weapon. Um, mm. You know, I think the sign said ass whoopings half off or something. I don't know, but she was trying to use the <laughs> sign as a weapon. She came prepared. Right. <laughs> Got that two for one special, man. <laughs> came with a sign. Right. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, you know, police out there, Police just doing their job, trying to arrest somebody who's breaking a law, rightfully breaking a law, you know. And you had, this is what, you, you gotta, we as a, as a people gotta stop standing up for the wrong people. Cause you had um one black guy trying to talk some quote unquote sense to the officer. He rolled up to him and said, officer, just for the record, 
the manager always calling people on the on in this place at this Kroger. They always calling the police to try and get somebody arrested because they keep saying that somebody's stealing from the Kroger. And then the other person said, man, you don't know what the hell you talking about. And then the other dude that was trying to get that woman released said, man, you shut the fuck up. Like it escalated into an argument. Oh my God. Silence is a powerful sentence because if, if you watched everything that happened in that store, no matter if you agree with it or not, you need to realize that it didn't affect you because you weren't the one causing the issue. Police show up for a reason, they show up for a reason. They ain't showing up for, for simple niceties or whatever. And I hate the fact that there's always that one person that tries to stand up for the person that did wrong. When you start affecting somebody's wallet, i.e. Kroger's wallet, the store ain't got no time for that. They're gonna look at it and say, you know what? We need this person to be taken care of. And if you start at, popping off at the mouth and acting the fool, and you think you can go in and, sh and destroy the store without having to worry about uh, paying for it somehow or some way? Mm -hmm. That ain't gonna work. You gotta, we gotta stop standing up for the wrong people. And now that, if this dude knew that, quote unquote, this Kroger was known for um, calling the police on people because they were quote unquote stealing items, why do you still go there? And how do you know that's what they do? Right. Literally, a Kroger, a stone's throw away. You're gonna keep going to the same Kroger, knowing that they quote unquote call people, uh, call the police on people to come get them arrested. That don't make a lick of sense to me. No, just go to another store. Right. <laughs> hey, look, there's a Publix close by. I mean, shoot. <laughs> it's just you know, people. It's just. Like you said, people protecting their own people. I mean, that we see that a lot also, a lot, a lot. You know, people just jumping out there just cause. Or um, you see it a lot when you hear and you start seeing in the comments, well, what happened before the video started? You know? Exactly. <laughs> look, that that's always how I look at it, man, because it's kind of like the, uh, the Jesse Smollett case, right? Oh God! Like what happened before the video started? Cause uh, you you saw a lot of Chicago people were like, mm, mm -hmm. some don't seem right. <laughs> you can't, and, and ultimately that's what it boils down to. Even with uh, with this Will Smith situation, it's like protect the right people. If you and it, you know, if you know you're in a toxic, I hate using the word toxic, but damn. If you know you're in a situation with somebody that's a detriment to you and has been a detriment to you for the for over the last couple of years or decades or whatever, you might need to rethink that. And, I, and I'm all one for the sanctity of marriage and not giving up on a relationship, but you know, we as black men are usually loyal to a relationship. And I don't care if it's a um, monogamous relationship or a open relationship or whatever there's certain rules that go with this you know like even it, what baffles me is that because this is one reason why Will's jacked up now but even if it's a um an open relationship how do you have cheating in an open relationship right 
Because somebody broke the rules. They had some rules somebody broke. Somebody willingly broke the rules. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I, I mean, I would think that, you know, the general, and I've never been in an open relationship before, but I would think that the general rules would be, let me know what's going on. Let me know who it's with. Get tested. Don't bring nothing crazy. Don't bring home nothing crazy. Don't get pregnant. Don't bring home the diseases. Something to the effect of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mainly not just so the other person will know what's going on, but it's also to make sure that that person is protected. Because if I know the last person you're with was like, uh, I don't know, like say my say I was in an open relationship, my girl was like, I'm I'm gonna go up to Johnny uh, Johnny's Pizza and I'm gonna meet Big Mike. Okay, cool. Tell Mike he owes me $5. Have a good day. Be safe. Let me know when you make it. Or something like that, you know? I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, there's got to be some sort of order to it instead of just, yeah. you know, I'm I'm going to Big Mike's, but I'm also going to Sloppy Sal's after that, and then I'm going to, <laughs> the, you know, oh, <laughs> Dirk Diggler or whatever after that. I can't even imagine being in that type of relationship. That's too stressful. Yeah. That's too stressful. That's too much. Yeah. I mean, it sounds, you know, most guys are like, yeah, I don't want to do that because, you know, I can have me many women I want. But it's just ain't the same when your girl going out doing the same thing. But you right about that? You're absolutely right. No, it and sounds good on your part, but. And it's, no. it's easier. <laughs> it's easier for women because with all these apps now, swipe left, swipe right, slap, swipe right. left, swipe right. They have a higher success rate than men as right. far as finding a partner i mean i always said women women is offered sex all the time so it's like it's easier for them to get it we get what we can yeah <laughs> men get what you can right you know? <laughs> we ain't never the one in charge of determining if sex is gonna happen or not it's always the woman so yeah. mm-hmm. 100 <laughs> percent. because like just because you match up with one woman uh let's say one day doesn't mean that she's going through the same ratio. It's like she might have already rejected 100 20. people before. She's like, yeah, yeah this will do. Meanwhile, you're over there trying to get 100 people. You're like, eh, gotta be something, gotta be something, gotta be something. Oh, right. thank God. <laughs> right. She, like you said, she swiped through 100 people to decide which one, whereas you swiping through 100 people to get one. Yeah. <laughs> the ratio is not the same, brother. Right. <laughs> But shoot, I mean, so after this whole discussion, man, I mean, what what do you think as far as how it if it could potentially affect our image? And in all honesty, what do you think Will needs to do? Your personal opinion? Um, I see it from both sides still, um, because, I, like I said, Chris, from Chris' perspective, he he didn't do anything wrong. And even how he handled the situation is right. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't make it even worse after the situation happened and bring the police and all that involved. Although he had every right to do so if he wanted to. So Chris Rock, I applaud him and he he handled that like a man. Will made a bad decision. And Will may be facing a lot of mental stuff. And I wanna say mental as negative. He just got a lot going on personal and family-wise that he needs to take care of. Um, I don't think that reaction was in the moment reaction. It might have been, you know, I'm finna go do it right now. I don't think it was, I'll put it like this, I don't think it was premeditated. 
you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna slap Chris and Nike if he say something wrong about Jada. I think it, it probably was in the moment, but at the same time, you have to know how to control that anger. You got to know how to handle yourself professionally. I thought you did because you're on, you're in that environment all the time. And I know celebrities, you know, get a lot of pressure and a lot of stuff going on. But at the same time, as a man, as a black man, you got to know where you are at, at all times. You got to know that cameras are rolling at all times. Mm-hmm. You have to know that people are looking up to you or people are looking at you. You're in the spotlight all the time. So you have mm-hmm. to handle yourself accordingly. And that did put a, a negative impression around the world like because i didn't think about it like that she said earlier if someone in japan or other country don't hang around black people all the time and they're seeing on this live non-acting supposed to be um show that a black man did that to another black man and it's recognizable that he wouldn't have did it to anybody else just puts a negative scar on us so um i think we'll need to step some take a step back and and get out the spotlight for a second and handle some personal business of his own that he's dealing with Uh, i like the fact that he did apologize to chris rock eventually um i think two need to sit down and kind of get past this i hope they will and, and move on and apologize the right way and and if they want to do it publicly, that's fine. If not, that's fine. But at least sit down, talk about it, apologize sincerely, you know, and, and move on. Because that that is the example that we need the world to see. Yeah, it happened. It was in the moment. It happened. It was a negative thing. But we'll also need to see the the kind gestures that come out of between the two. And, you know what, what what positive can come out of it you know yeah they had a situation but as two black men they can't sit down and resolve their issues without making it worse than what it is and we need a lot more of that in the black community where we sit down and resolve our issues the right way versus killing each other oh, God, yeah. Yeah. so this is what we need to happen from here to kind of help you know get some of that tarnish off but I think that, that's that's just my thoughts they just need to kind of get past it and that would help you know uh, that's kind of a starting point for the rest of us we we got it and we got to teach our young men too our younger generation coming up how to handle situations like that talk to them about this what happened and teach them that there's different ways to handle your anger than to just go out and take it out on somebody whether it's a person you got a problem with your spouse your your girlfriend or your kids learn how to release your anger in a different way in a different form of violence and then then, then violence you know because it, that can escalate to more aggressive violence shooting someone with a gun or you know whatever you know it, it can get worse and we don't want it to get no worse than what it is so that's my thoughts right and good thoughts too I can uh, definitely agree with the fact that you know, both of them will have to come to some sort of truce or some sort of terms as far as where they're going to be standing out professionally because, you know, ironically enough, Chris Rock has worked twice with Jada on um, uh, kids' movies, as a matter of fact, Madagascar, Madagascar 2. Um, Chris may end up working with Will eventually in the future, you never know, but having 
some sort of celebrity beef that's keeping you from effectively working with other celebrities is detrimental to the money. So if by some way, shape or form, Will is still involved in Hollywood society and just Hollywood movies in general, he's going to have to find a way to get rid of that stigma. And it's, you got a long road ahead of him. Um, the other thing is, I, I agree, Chris definitely did handle it as a gentleman. Uh, I don't know if it was just because how it played out or if it was fear or whatever, because I mean, Chris is shorter than Will. Uh, his stature isn't as strong, you know, isn't as built up as Will's either. So it was, that's the other thing that made it wrong because Will was in a sense playing the bully role. And that also gives off the stigma of um, it's okay to bully people shorter than you, which I mean, it's just, just so many things to think about as far as how this affected black society. And, um, we as people in this society are going to have to, uh, deal with the backlash of it still, but, um, nonetheless, plot Chris Rock, you know, he's just doing his job. He did the best he could. He, he responded well. Will, um, I'm looking at it like he's going to have to get, he's going to have to get rid of Jada and just start from scratch. In my opinion, focus all his attention, all of his efforts, all of his energy into getting back to the position to where he can respect himself and then eventually in turn have other people respect him. I don't know what that'll look like as far as, uh, you know, if he's got to take time off from show business or movies or whatever else, but yeah, he's got to fix himself because he was, uh, he was one of the few positive role models we had in, uh, black Hollywood and to see all of this, uh, put at risk for somebody who didn't really respect him like he deserves or like he should have because you know, respect is earned, it's not given. But all the time and effort he probably put in to try and earn that respect, it just wasn't being um, reciprocated or recognized in general. And the fact that he's going on stage willing to, to whoop a smaller man's ass in the name of quote unquote love because it'll make you do crazy things. I still say, if I'm even going to put myself in a situation to where I have to fight somebody on behalf of the person that I'm with, then that's gotta be an amazing person and they got to be worth it. They got to be making me look good and I've got to be making them look good. And at the end of the day, it's about legacy because if I'm about to fight somebody and I don't know, I could potentially go to jail or they could potentially die or I could potentially die, there's gonna there's consequences to it. There is no right. peaceful resolution as far as uh, initiating a fight. Um, all that to basically say that if I'm fighting for that person, I have to be assured in my mind that without a shadow of a doubt that this person has got to be worth fighting for. And I have no question about doing it. Um, but all that to just get to the point and say that... Um, Will's, Will's got to fix itself. If we are to be judged by society based on, unfortunately, black society uh, is based on uh, celebrity 
and media and what's portrayed there. Uh, and again, this is something we don't own, but nonetheless, if we are to be based on um, what that is being shown as, then they got to do better because there's a consequence. No matter if you don't accept black uh black celebrities or, or black media or whatever, you know, that's portrayed on, on uh, commercial TV or commercial radio or whatever. Even if you don't accept that in your normal life, it's still being portrayed. And as long as the image looks like you, it still will affect you in the long run. So we as black men have to learn from this as well. We can't be overly emotional. We can't be willing to, to jump up in the name of what somebody else's truth is without realizing that the actual logic behind it doesn't make sense. Right. So that's what I got to say about that. And that's going to be my uh, final shot. But LeBron, good having you here, brother. Great talk. Definitely want to have you back. Um, we let everybody know how to get in contact with you. Well, you can reach out to me on Facebook, um, Theron Frazier on Facebook. Actually, Theron Frazier Sr. because my son took my original name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Hit Specialist actually on Facebook. I mean, not on Facebook, on Twitter. I'm Hit Specialist on on Twitter. Um, Theron Frazier on Instagram. You got a website, www.talkabout.com with the run.com and that's my website with from my podcast again we talk about different things that affect the black community we talk about financial stuff parenting relationship health mental health all of that stuff so we got a um, plethora of things on the website you can go take a look at we have some blog spots that you can actually go seek some of the help from some of the episodes that i've i've done for example, domestic violence. We talked about that. There's resources on domestic violence and all kinds of stuff. So just check us out. You know, we're here, talk about the black community. And um, one thing you, you talked about earlier, what made you start podcasting, um, George Floyd's death made me start podcasting. And I wanted to do something for the black community that can have some type of impact. And my first thought was to run for public office. And I was like, that's going to take too long. I like to talk. So I started doing a podcast, you know, and it's talking about different stuff that we can um, do as a, a community. Um, my very first episode where I was just a father son talk with me and my sons. And I think that episode, I mean, people talk about it now because it was a open hearted, honest conversation between me and my teenage boys about different subjects, you know, sex and being a teenager and police brutality and what to expect the same conversation that most black men should have with their sons so um, come over and check us out talk about with the run it's uh, www.talkaboutwiththeron.com cool cool and, and yeah it, you, you gotta tune in dude's got an amazing podcast um, and now that I'm on black on the subject of black media I did forget to mention uh, as far as uh Black Society and Firearms, we do have the Caliber Magazine, which is the official magazine of uh, the National African American Gun Association, or NAGA. Uh, they recently had a Caliber Black Party last Saturday, I believe it was. They had giveaways, prizes. Uh, Philip Smith was there. Philip's pretty cool. Philip's cool. Um, and they interviewed the Survival Sisters. I think that was pretty cool. It was. Uh, 
really good um, sit down with them, really educational, and it really inspirational to see four sisters uh, come together after being taught by their father on how to shoot, how to hunt, how to scavenge, how to survive. You know, we need to, to see more of that positive image in our society because there's a lot more out there than what the television shows you. Right. And it, I still, I'm still trying to get people signed up for Caliber Magazine because if you hadn't done it, $29.99 a year, but that gives you access to the uh, magazine itself. It gives you access to the community. And if they have any events with giveaways, it also gives you access to that as well. Uh, I recently uh, did what was called the Swagger Like Us Challenge. But it's right, yeah, Swagger Like Us Challenge to where you had to submit a picture to Caliber Magazine and um, it'll get voted on as far as like, you know, <laughs> overall swagger. So mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. The end, the end prize was like, a, I think it's worth a thousand dollars. They're supposed to judge, uh, do the final announcement on who won uh, on the fourth. Actually, I think that's Monday. Um, got beat up by a little girl with a pink AR, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some pictures you're gonna get. When they're pictures of kids. You might as well hang up, you know. You can't compete with kid pictures, especially when they consider it cute pictures. You're, you're not going to compete with that. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, this dude, he went all – one guy went all out. He, I think he Photoshopped himself on the uh, throne of Wakanda, and he had all this caliber swag on. He had the hat. He had the shoes. I mean, he was – I think he had the shirt, too. He was all calibered out. He had his two firearms and his AR in his lap. And wow. Yeah, I'm like – that's badass. But then he got, we all got beat up by, I mean, I'm calling it as early. It's only the second, but I think we all got beat out by a girl with a, a little pink AR named Slayer. So, you know. <laughs> and kudos. she had the thing to go with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kudos to her. I ain't even mad at it, man. You know, like you said, cute pictures can't win. Might as well hang the hat up. <laughs> Might as well. That's a wrap. Right. <laughs> and on that note, as always, you know, you can find us uh, Black Powder Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. If you'd like to be featured on the show or just be involved in general, or even if you have a story that you'd like to share, blackpowderpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, this has been another Mag Dump. This the Black Powder Podcast, let's get it splitting. We got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision. We're having fun in the booth, we're running gun for the truth. Yeah, every future black gun owner was spreading the news. We do it legal, we're moving regal and blessing the people. Some hopes for the culture, we keep it locked like guns in our holster. Holding it down as we're loading the rounds. If they were nervous back then, then they're gonna be scared of us now. Black Powder Podcast, we'll be back in a while. Yeah.